Welcome back, everyone, to Tech Talk, the officially unofficial Transformers TCG podcast. I'm joined, as always, by Scott of VectorSigma.info, and uh, I'm going to transpose a little bit from our just a few minutes ago recording into this immediate section, and then after that, we're going to dive into some of the reveals, because there's some important stuff that's going on in the very near future that we want to bring to everybody's attention. We're actually going to dive into some non-spoiler related things because, Scott, uh, some of our our friends out there reached out about a really cool event that they're going to be putting on towards the end of March. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about gaming versus cancer? Yeah, I actually reached out to them because I thought it was so such a good idea that I would um, uh, support the I stand event. corrected. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so the flip, the guys are uh, James Donovan, the guy over at Flip Flip Bang Bang, uh, the website. He is running a tournament. I believe it's at a it's a convention, right? At, at a, yes, I might, I guess I might as well read out the yeah, uh, the yeah. official tagline. Let's start there. So, Gaming versus Cancer is a gaming convention held at the University of Southampton Highfield campus on the weekend of March twenty first and twenty second. The convention started in twenty thirteen as Clicks for Cancer, and since then it has raised. 28,000 pounds, about 36,000 US dollars for Cancer Research UK. Uh, this is the first year that they're going to, uh, or excuse me, this year they're going to, there will first be a spring event and it's the first Transformers tournament at the convention happening on the Saturday. There's spots for 32 people, starts at 9.30 a.m. It's going to be five rounds, cut to top four, and there's some awesome prizes on the line, as well as if you're looking at this on the screen, there are some raffles for the Blaster for the Soundwave 35th Anniversary Edition, which I believe didn't really make it over to that side of the ocean that much. Uh, they could order it like through Hasbro Pulse, but I think it's just it was just more expensive to like ship over right. there or whatever. So it's definitely something that it may be more unique on that side, as well as there's a bunch of autographed Transformers TCG cards from a number of the notable artists. And I know the guys at Flip Flip Bang Bang have put been putting in a lot of effort to track down all of the artists, given that we don't have the artist credit on the cards themselves. Yeah, because uh, as Drew's told us before, the art is done by like the 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 company i forget what it's called that like does all the art so like right. they're just like a, a unit they don't really take individual credit a lot like they used like it used to be on cards and especially yes. it's part of the deal with uh, the transformers license as well as part of that deal so yeah so it's awesome that they were able to put this together you'll see the the rotation on screen but there's there's a variety of cards from different sets there's a bunch of uh promotion well i don't want to call them promotional but rarer toys as well as up for grabs and then uh there's also lunar b promo cards up for grabs as part of you know if you actually take down the event or finish second yeah james traveled to um i think it was singapore a few months like a month ago or something like that and that that's actually where a lot of the art comes from from in, in asia so like he was able to get a lot of the autographs there i think he was there for other reasons but mm. um did this as well and then he uh he was able to snag some of the lunar bees as well. So that was cool. Yeah, this is a, we've mentioned it before, we've run our own charity events locally, but it's something that we want to, you know, it's worth giving a shout out to to this sort of effort because it's for a great cause. It's obviously on theme. Uh, there's a lot of great reasons to participate in this if you have the opportunity. Yeah, and it's it's cool to see, of course, like international events as well because you can always get out to the local ones. So it's, it's really cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to definitely the, the coverage of it that I'm sure will come. I hope that there's some opportunity that either they'll be able to live stream it or at least somebody can give us the blow-by-blow blow as the rounds are going on because 
this is really exciting and it's really cool. And uh, we're definitely going to try and follow it closely as we get closer and as it's happening. So uh, if you want to participate or you have the opportunity to participate, if you're looking for more information, Scott, you, uh, we can get this into the uh, description for the video, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I, I don't know exactly what website it's on, but I'll just we'll just I'll put the same information that he gave us right into the description. So absolutely, yeah. But uh, again, it's the the guys from Flip Flip Bang Bang. You can definitely follow them on Twitter. I'm sure they're going to be posting more information as the uh, the dates we get to the date i can't talk i'm already tired and we haven't even started <laughs> i think there's a gaming versus cancer um twitter as well because i was recommended to follow them so i'm sure there them. is yeah i see yeah. in the email that we have there's uh, a facebook event for it but again we'll have all the the links that we were provided yep. compiled on the video uh yep. so definitely want to give them a shout out again it's a really cool event um so anything else you want to add there scott before we move on no, not for that event. So uh, also a recap for an upcoming local event for us. Uh, and this is the Transformers TCG Grand Tournament that's going to be hosted by Top Deck. And Scott, I'll hand it over to you as the uh, the genesis for this. <laughs> yeah, so we, we played last month, uh, like last week I think it was actually. Um, and uh, it was... We wanted to do something different for the end of the wave. Um, most honestly, like a lot of it was ourselves, like not not just like other players. Like I don't think there was a lot of complaints from other players that it was getting kind of stale. But we just kind of felt like we've been playing this format for so long and so intense that like we wanted to try something different. So I put a poll out there on the event, and even though a lot of the votes might not have been from local players, there was a lot a large outpouring uh, for the idea that we had to run it as a siege block event. Yeah. So um, I was actually cool. a little taken aback by the the response. I expected some at least token resistance to the idea. No, literally no. <laughs> it was pretty. No uh, dissenting votes. I, I was debating being the dissenting vote just to have somebody yeah. on there, but <laughs> yeah, literally none. Um, so I mean, I'm I'm hoping that everyone that voted or that's local shows up. Um, it's a good it's a good opportunity to try something different. Um, I think. I mean. We're like what it gives us also an opportunity to do is basically cover this format like from start to finish basically because um this is not like an official format or anything like that it just the sets were designed together so they seem to go together the only thing i can say is like they don't necessarily they definitely pull from former sets in terms of like like what answers they were trying to solve so like there definitely is a slants mm. one way or the other that we can tell from some of the cards that are available but one of the cool things we plan to do um, assuming that uh, we we ever get a break in getting like eight thousand spoilers a day, <laughs> yes, um, is to like cover this from start to finish, like put a bunch of decks up there on Fortress Maximus and then cover them for our website, so that we can basically give players that might not like have time and effort to put in like a because it's a month away, but so we want to give players enough time to basically like try to figure out decks on their own. But we right. are going to put together some token decks and try to figure things out because it is a totally new format. So like. I mean, I don't want people to walk in completely blind and feel like they're just completely under the, you know, behind the eight ball and having to figure right. something out. Um, and I'm so, sure it didn't cross too many people's minds until you suggested the idea. Right. So, uh, you know, I, I think that they're, I think the format is much different than regular. I mean, like, I, you and I have talked offline yeah. just to, as to how many staples are just not in that environment. And you'd be surprised considering how powerful, uh, especially the last set was, um, so there are 
from a battle car perspective, there's just a lot of cars that just aren't in the environment. So, um, you know, as an aside, we are heavily looking at um, both daring escape and overwhelming advantage because we we do believe that uh, we 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 believe the format is slower mm-hmm. than much slower than than a normal format, and like we don't want these big swingy cars to be like basically whoever sets up this giant not combo deck in the sense of like a combo deck, but just like a combo period. So we don't want it to be like the first person to amass this these series of plays just automatically wins because they have this right giant thing. We want the game to play out as close to the idea of the game of giant robots attacking each other as we right. possibly can. So it's one avenue we're looking at, um, but uh, we're doing it for the best of intentions. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll talk as we get closer. But like you know, we do know that there are you know you know the, the format is quite different. It's it's probably going to be more blue heavy, for example, because that's where a lot of the best cards came from, just at just at first glance. But there's a lot going mm-hmm. on, um, and I just think it'll be a fun event uh, to close out the wave. Even though like you know at this point we're not really closing out a meta, we're cre- you know playing it, creating it, all this kind of stuff all in right. one. But um, it'll just be interesting, I think, for people to. You know, and a, a different take on the on the format. So. Absolutely. Plus, on top of it, all the things that you had mentioned on the previous show, as far as you know, all the things building up towards the, uh, I guess the major. I'm not really, I guess the grand tournament. <laughs> Once we have uh, actually have Wave Five in hand, you know, the chances at potentially getting your entry into some of these larger events, having this new format, a lot of ways to explore different things. Yeah, um, the the event for the Wave 5 kickoff that I'm calling it is going to be on May 2nd, uh, mm-hmm. which is for Saturday. That's going to be the first event where, I mean, there might be other ones other places, but for us, it's going to be the first major constructed event that includes um, Titan Masters Attack. So we'll definitely have, obviously, a lot right. of coverage of that event. And then we'll be giving out all four passes that we have to Origins during that event. Again, um, first and second place, as well as the raffles for if you show up to this event and the previous event we just had, um, as well as the event that day. Each one of them gives you one raffle ticket for a maximum of three to win a four-day pass into Origins completely for free. So, yep. and that's in addition to the great prizes that were already um, Top Deck's already providing yep. on them on a regular basis. What you had mentioned before is uh, way on the high end comparatively, and not top-heavy high end necessarily. We're just talking that. The generosity at tep, at tep deck, top deck is, is uh, almost to the point of dumbfounding because of how much they're willing to put up. It's it's a event worth traveling for now on, on many different fronts. Yeah, I don't. I, we could probably do a whole show on 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 game stores, but um, we could make a show out of anything, say, Scott. Yeah, I, I can um, I can drag it out. <laughs> yeah, but. I mean, I, I really believe. I, I think last event that we had last week, I, I think I think they honestly gave out like in credit to the store, like the amount of the entry fee. So like they're they're not even like you know they understand like that's not where money is made. That it's made on the the side stuff that goes on at the event. So the concession, so to speak. <laughs> well, not just though, yeah, and like you know, just hey, you're 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 a live audience in the store. Like they right. understand that eyeballs are like where the money's at which is completely true in all aspects whether it's online or in person so um they're very generous i mean there's other stores that don't don't nearly give out that much 
Um, and I just think it's a, it's, it's great for players all Absolutely. around. And like, again, like we, we were able to secure some of these passes outside of that and um, in partnership with them. And so like, if you're there, it's also me agree. I'll pick up product as well. If you don't already own it. So, yep. So I uh, definitely check details for that. Scott is of course going to be updating things and keeping everybody in the know. And we'll bring it up on future shows. Um, yep. Any other details before we we dive right into it, Scott? <laughs> nope, that's it on the events. So, yep. So, uh, I guess we're back at this point. So it may have sounded weird for people that are live, but uh, everybody else listening and watching this after the fact should have seen all of the stuff from our previous recording. But we're going to dive into the other reveals. So we already covered the stratagems, well, most of them, the battle cards. And one set of Titan Master uh, body and head. But we're going to dive into the other body, and that is Skull Smasher, or Skull Cruncher, as people may have known him before. It's funny when the names have to change, and they're this similar, because who took that other name? Yeah. I don't know. No idea. But anyway... uh, Skull Smasher Swamp Warrior is an 11-star... Beast Melee Decepticon in alt mode. He is 6-14-1. And while this is attacking an Autobot, this has Pierce 3. Now, over in body mode, he continues to be melee. He's 5-14-2. When an enemy that has fewer stars than this becomes tapped, deal 1 damage to that enemy. When an enemy that has more stars than this becomes tapped, do 1 damage to this. Now, Scott is a... a prelude to i don't know if you're necessarily posting it tomorrow at least at the time of this recording but probably before this goes live people will see some sort of card of the day and what i mentioned about this guy there is that it feels like it's not that hard to engineer the scenarios that you want with the the modes for this guy um whether he's actually going to be worth the effort at all compared to alternatives at the star cost, I guess is going to be the question. He's super expensive. Yes. Um, well, I mean, he has to be sort of for the first body ability, so that like you always are bigger than whatever aggro guy there is. Yeah, so what's his base stats? Uh, alt mode, he's 614-1, which is part of the thing that annoys me, but we'll talk about that uh, and then in <laughs> body mode he's 514-2 so he gets higher defense but lower attack in body compared to all i mean i like this guy a lot um because there's because there's damage involved um i, <laughs> well, don't it, think I mean it that... seems relevant for that because like you could turn one flip this guy protect him with someone else and then all those little guys your your aggro opponents attacking with like you might get one of them outside of combat now just from free pings <laughs> yeah and there will be situations where your opponent just like has to attack and just die like you know like mm-hmm. they're just gonna attack with a, a guy with one health left and it's just gonna get ko'd like but that's their whole attack for the turn like the, yep. the attack doesn't stop like you don't get to just attack yeah you're forced else. into it it's uh yeah, so, good good so i mean there's situations like backfire there's situations like um there could be other ways of damaging your opponent on your um, that like this could combo with to mm. to make it even more dangerous. Um, the fact that it's when they tap, I, I'm not out there trying to EMP wave, but it is possible. Yeah, 
Um, I mean, we have the uh, the headbutt, which I don't know if it would necessarily be in this deck, but assuming he, it's a like one of the scenarios I was concocting is if it's, this is a blue deck, maybe that's your double black pip. His ping ability allows you to effectively add an attack to your little guy's attacks, your support character attacks. So maybe blue black sort of thing, splashing for pierce or whatever, um, or just, you know, normal pierce effects like the bigger they are and things like that allow you to just, you know, stack up this damage over the course of the game. What happens if you're the same stars as somebody? Do you take the damage or deal with that? Uh, when an enemy, it nothing, because they have to be fewer okay. when they become tapped or if they have more when this becomes tapped. Wait, wait, when an enemy that has more stars than this becomes tapped. So yeah, it's always whenever they tap. So equal does nothing. Correct. So yeah, so you're you're it's gonna be very difficult to ever like this is definitely there for like wider deck to take them out or of even course. like three like even some uh three wide decks. But at the same time, um, if you stay in alt mode, now granted it assumes an Autobot, but there are reasonable large Autobot targets that you would want to pierce. Being in alt mode isn't unreasonable. You know, like just staying there, it's like, oh well their big guy is gonna be getting in i'll just get in the other mode i mean what i like about what people you didn't understand about the inborn period it's just it's just a beginning so like you throw the mace or an axe or even mm -hmm. a scoundrel's blaster and like now your pierce is at a much higher level to begin with well uh, again assuming that it's a bigger character because that's why you're getting into the other mode he's now Pierce seven against say Galaxy Prime with the bigger they are, yeah. Like mm -hmm. that seems okay. <laughs> yeah, big Pierce numbers to start with are where <laughs> you want to be in in those kind of decks, and then mm. being able to like just flip to the other mode and get have like incremental damage on their little guy. My only concern is that he melee. Obviously, this would be an insane combo if he was ranged with armed hovercraft. So I think you have to run mm. the other characters as ranged and just allow them to do all your other damage. Right. And then his damage will add up. I mean, like, this is more powerful than, like, an octane flip. So, like, because it's like everyone's going to take it. There, yep. There's just no... And they don't like, have a choice in, like, at least, like you said, octane, you can... Oh, I'll put it on my least relevant character. You can shift it around as the opponent. Yeah, my only concern with him is that like he's very, very expensive. So like, yeah. if, if you want to run him in a wide deck, he has to use like a one star head. There you need to. We already talked numerous times about thirteen to make a four wide deck. So like, you have to right. run him. I mean, so that leaves you again with like a. It's the pseudo like taller deck with the. The, the Titan Master ability, so mm. we'll ha again have to see how that plays out, but like, this is clearly a character you want to be staying around longer, so you want him to be a centerpiece character, because he costs a zillion, so um, yep. I just think the ability is very powerful, very good against wide decks, and you know, they're excuse me, in the meta, so I mean, it is a fact, so. Yeah. Now the, I mean, it's funny that 14 health, that would have been so rare <laughs> in earlier yeah. waves. It, it's just yeah. funny how I was about to say it seems a little frail. Uh, now, of course, you could play the head that gives you tough. You could play the head that gives you uh, extra health. Correct me if I'm wrong. Are there 
is a head. I keep forgetting the specifics on this, and I really need to write it down because then I'll remember it. It's one to five or one to four. One to four. One to four. Okay, so we're not going to get like a plus eight health, <laughs> five star head or something like that to make him no. on par with some of the bigger characters. I mean, honestly, my my biggest concern is like the, the stats attack wise are sort of low like yes you get the big pierce but if there is a blue decepticon centric deck like decepticon lord megatron shockwave the the whatever's um is this guy going to do enough in those matchups because like you said against wider things regardless of faction great we take care of you know you can put in work if it's a large autobot all right you have a plan b in getting into alt mode i guess you maybe remember, like you basically get a static plus one attack at all times against various. They're going to have some. Right. It's to so. some extent, but it's so if you're playing against, if like say shockwave. Okay. I mean, yeah, you'll ping their, their little guys, but I don't know if shockwave really cares. Mm, I mean, it adds up. I mean, like it, they care. I mean, well, yeah, but it does just go away. Like the relevant character, of course, is the big man himself. And if if you're stuck going toe to toe, I mean, you're not going to be great against everything. Don't get me wrong, but it's no. um, I I don't know if this guy's going to end up being meta dependent to that extent, or is it? And again, maybe the sideboarding rules change things. So, like, depending on how bodies and heads shape up, yeah. can be used, right? So, uh, I do like this guy a lot, and it, as I started out with, because you have, <clears throat> excuse me, the the option on either side to do certain things, it gives you a lot of flexibility. I just think if if he read give all your characters plus one attack, including him, so like your entire team gets plus one attack, it'd probably be easier for people to understand how, what the impact's going to be. But I think yeah. his ability is better than that. Mm-hmm. And I and I think that ability to start with would be very powerful for people. So right, I don't know. I think it's, I mean, I think it's pretty solid. So we'll yeah, I see if, what the partners are. But of course, I mean, is there a particular partner you have in mind for this guy offhand? At least at this stage. Yep, oh, I lost you there for a minute, Scott. What was that? I'm back. Okay. No, it's all right. So uh, when we last left our intrepid heroes, uh, is there a partner that you have in mind for Skull Smasher, at least at this stage? Um, not really because I haven't thought about like, what other characters were like. Because a lot of them are also expensive. So to think about like mm. where that where that damage could go. Um I don't know because I don't know who else has abilities that would supplement this. To me, it just has to be range characters. Mm. Oh, so, I I meant more from the the head perspective, but I see what you're saying. Oh, um, it doesn't really matter. It depends on again, it's a cost thing. Mm. So it really just depends on like what cost you're going for, and, and well, I guess I that kind of like, does pair directly yeah. with the because uh, it's going to directly influence what partners you can have, of course. So I think the easy thing is something like. I mean, you you want somebody that you don't have to flip on one because you want to get this guy into the correct mode on one. Um, mm-hmm. So Flame War makes it a little weird to some extent. Um, you could, I mean, 
blue air if this guy's coming out of a blue deck airstrike isn't unreasonable there either because they're we've seen them successful on both ends um there's a lot of different ways that this guy could go i think like you said based on the stars my first reaction was oh yeah just give him tough three from the word go I mean, then you cost like 15. Well, he'll always be bigger than everybody then. <laughs> He's paying everybody. Well, almost everybody. I, yeah, that's, I don't know at 15 if he's worth it. but mm. that's 15's a, like, a lot it, to ask. Because the body mode has two defense, but the, the alt mode doesn't. And so, like, <clears> it's <throat> tough. But, I, I, I mean, obviously having Pierce 3 built in also lends itself to a control deck. So, mm. I guess you're right, but... Well, maybe it's this tough. is where the uh, the plus one attack guy, because he's both cheap and, I mean, I mentioned it earlier, but hitting certain breakpoints where, okay, now he's seven attack in alt mode, six attack in body mode, like that's m- more respectable for a 13 star character. See, at first glance, I see no head that is needed for this character because I feel like the abilities are powerful enough to not matter. And that's so that fair. being said, like... I'm always just like, I'll just run some one-star head, and then I get to run three other characters, for example, but it I don't know yet. Yeah, there's definitely room to play around, but even there, like, at 12 stars, it's 4-4-5. Four, four, it, it gets clunky to some extent, but we'll have I to mean, wait and see what they do. Controls are things, so. Absolutely. Uh, so let's move on from Skull Smasher to his, at least the, one that was revealed by him. So this was both of these were from uh, the Transformer Slag podcast, uh, and I failed to mention the last one. Wolfwire and Monkso were from Decepticon. So apologies to those guys. Um, we do have it up on screen at least. So uh, this is Grax. He's three stars, four five zero Titan Master Melee. Oh, and he gives everybody, or at least whoever he's attached to, plus five health. Um, that's a that's a good amount of health. Yeah, so the thing to understand is a lot of people look at like defensive stats and say, okay, and don't under like don't think, well, the defensive stats are going to last me. They're actually going to last you more than one attack. So like, mm-hmm. you know, more more than one defense. I mean, so like, yes, if you like, like that's why plus two defense is a four star head, and technically, like, you know, like oh, if I'm just getting attacked for a million. I'd rather have the plus five. Like, it doesn't really work out that way, but mm-hmm. if you're playing an aggro deck, it does work out that way a lot of times. Well, because so, the aggro is just trying to get past, to be a broken record past certain thresholds, certain breakpoints, so that you survive into that second attack. Right, which means as you playing an aggro deck, I think this is a solid, solid head to put on those characters because mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's definitely going to push them into... I mean, we see it now with energy packs, throws a lot of decks into needing to attack at least one more time. Yep. So now you're talking about getting an energy pack to start the game with. Plus five is a tremendous amount of health. Like... Yeah. Um, I, I, I assume it puts every single head... Every single Titan Master we've seen into double digits, if they're not already there. I think they all the ones the, we have seen are double digits to begin with. But, like, Cup is 10, I think, is the lowest we've seen? Question mark? 7, so he only goes to 10. So, like, you're still talking about, like, at that point being a 10-cost character with 15 hit points, right? I mean, like, that's still above Grimlock, for example, so... Yeah, that's a good amount. You're still, like, up... 
you're still above the curve no matter how you slice it like to me this is one of the heads that i think actually makes the character that it that it attaches to like actually more powerful than a lot of the other ones where it it's like you're not as powerful as someone at that cost i believe this actually can get you to a point where if the inborn character abilities are already powerful this amount of stats is actually like above the curve like i would have thought that, that this like this probably should have cost like four in my opinion so i think this is actually very powerful well, you sold me on him. Um, I mean, the, not that I was disappointed with five extra health for really all the reasons that you were just explaining. It's, <clears throat> I agree with you that, and just to reinforce the idea that the, the, the bodies themselves, once this guy gets attached, the sheer amount of stats that they're going to have is going to rival or surpass things at the star cost. And that's pretty crucial. Um, it, it, for something that's so seemingly plain, just getting plus fives to a stat, it's going to have a drastic impact. And I do really like the idea of this being a more aggressive Titan Master than probably what I'm assuming everybody's going to go, oh, well, my defensive centerpiece is now even more durable. Usually, utilizing it outside of that shell, I think, is much more interesting. Yeah, I don't even think I would go that route because there's. I would just go the tough three route at this mm. point, and depending on what what they also cost. Well, that goes back to like, your argument of things over the course of the game providing more value, right? Um, because in the defensive deck, you want the head to survive longer, and when he pops off, I mean, I'm su I'm surprised he's not a four seven. I guess that's just probably just too powerful. Um, that feels but, like yeah, that feels like it would be a lot. Oh, no, so I guess what happened is they gave two of it to the to the attack and three of it to the hit points. So that's exactly what happened. Oh, I see where you're saying where they split it. <laughs> yeah. So there's always math involved. So, <laughs> um, so I mean, it's a pretty powerful head. I don't. I don't think. I don't think in the shells that I would envision running this that he's going to survive simply because I'm thinking about running him out of orange decks. And you know, if you were a blue deck, like you could be, you know, a seven effective health instead of a five and then maybe you'll survive a small hit but i still i don't think that's going to happen regardless so that's why mm. again i would probably just be more apt to run him in an orange shell because his own survivability is just very difficult yes um whereas like a tough three head has an effective health of like that guy has an effective health in one shot of a nine which is difficult to get to so he's more than likely to take a hit i don't think this guy's gonna be able to actually stand in front of anybody and take a hit and survive so He's to me it's he leans more on the aggro side. Yeah, in addition, yeah, getting, he, oh god, sorry. I think he's the biggest attack out of a, a quote three star character we've seen. I'd have to double check. I feel like one of them was also for attack, but I could be wrong. But regardless, it it's at least the highest, if not the highest. And notably, the fact that his own health is this high does offer additional options. So, for example, flame out the the bold head, the other, you know, obviously aggressive one, is he's a 2 2 1. So, yeah. Grax allows you to say one shall stand him and then do other stuff, um, as opposed to Flame Out, who just, you know, dies. Right. <laughs> and he's, he can't be, he can't be KO'd by a javelin. So, like, mm -hmm. you know, there's like, 
he's probably still gonna get KO by the attack, but that still means you're definitely eating an attack mm. and the and the javelin, not both. Whereas Flame Out will just again get KO'd by the javelin. So right, yeah. I I mean, this is. I mean, other than the fact that I like, um, what's his name, Flintlock, better. Um, this is probably like the second best head that I've seen thus mm. far. Well, third because I actually like another one that we're going to talk about later. But yep. yeah, <laughs> well, we're probably going to get to him soon. So uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> or at least there's a good chance because there's a good. This is powerful. This is powerful. Like, like when you're starting into, I, I, I now see like, like to me, this is way more powerful than the bold two head. Like mm-hmm. bold two is a, is a stat they can print on a card, and we've seen it print in the past. You won't see it printed very often right now. But, like, this amount of health, that amount of tough, these are things you don't see printed on cards on their base, which now they just have. Yes. So, like, these are powerful abilities, in my opinion. They're not just like, oh, by the way, you also get an extra character at the end. Like, this is like, you get all that, and you actually, you like we said many times, like, you're above the curve. Yep. Yeah, so Grax is looking like he has a potentially very bright future. Um, mm-hmm. so we'll move on from him and we'll dive into the 50,000 reveals that were from earlier today. <laughs> um, yeah. So oh, just keep in mind, we're not, we're not doing Perceptor by the time you, yes, not, no one hearing live has, but we've already done two podcasts on Perceptors. So. Yes. So if you, if you're wondering why he's not on the list, there you go. So, uh, I have this one rolling. We're going to talk about Fort Max first. Uh, now Fort Max is, has a unique I guess, or maybe not quite so unique, but he he's not going to be in packs. He's going to be in the boxes, correct? Yeah, it's like to come. Yeah, so you you buy a sealed box. There will be a Fort Max. Now you're getting all of the pieces for him. It's not like Trypticon where the battle cards were separate or anything, correct? I, I don't think there's any battle cards necessary well, for him. So there's no battle card, but I mean like the bodies or the the. The two heads are not in packs and just trip or Trypticon. Fort Max himself, the oversized one, is the box. All three are packaged together. I think so. I'm, I don't know. If that's I. I have to read the article again, but I think so. I'm fairly certain that's the case, but I'm not 100 percent either. So, uh, <clears throat> I, is there any particular part you want to start with, Scott? <laughs> I think you have to start with the main character because to me the deck falls apart once he's gone. I don't really the main character I, being I think, the body, or you mean uh, which which one are you qualifying as the main character? <laughs> not the head, not like the second, not the first head. The the like Forge Max was himself, not the not the head. not Cerebros or emissary. Right, right. Okay. So we'll we'll start with the body. Like I said, it's scrolling on screen, but uh, th- this is Fort Max in body mode. Uh, they actually have this reversed in the the reveal. Normally they have the alt modes on the left, but anyway. Uh, so body mode. He's a titan. So break out your height advantages. He's ranged. Uh, he's an eight fifteen two, and when he attacks in body mode, and you flip at least orange black. Do two damage to each enemy and then flip this to alt mode after the battle. Then in alt mode, he's an 8-15-2. He's still Titan ranged. And when this defends and you flip at least white-blue, do one damage to the character. And this begins with Cerebro City Commander on him in head mode. And he is 14 stars. Now one and that thing... that gives you... Oh, God. He gets bold, bold one, tough one. Yes, from Cerebros. Cerebros. So, one thing to clarify is, since he's going to have 
these three heads, he does count all the stars from all the heads, or he's only counting. Yes. So it's he starts. Go ahead. <laughs> he starts all the he counts all the stars from all the heads, but he does not gain the ability of the smaller head. So he's base fourteen. The bold one, tough one from Cerebros is seven stars, and then Emissary is four stars. But you can play whatever head you want with Cerebros. That is very important. <laughs> yes. Well, do you want to dive, like, have me explain all the other ones, or do you want to talk about the body first? <laughs> this no, this one's very complicated. Opinion, yeah, because it's complicated to talk about, but in yes. my opinion, the deck falls apart. Like, like, I think the way the deck should play out is you should be focusing on keeping Fortress Maximus alive as, as best as possible. Yeah, I don't um, think that the Russian nesting doll approach is really going to work out. <laughs> like, as, I like, mean, oh, I'm going to rely on 50 different... I mean, maybe it could. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a different way of trying it. Um, yes. So, his his body mode attack ability is obviously insane. Um, you think? <laughs> like, um, look, I play a lot of Metroplex, uh, and, I mean, it doesn't tap everybody, but... Still, <laughs> um, you just slaughter somebody because they're taking eleven if you trigger it. Well, you're attacking, attacking for eleven, quote unquote, because it's eight plus you hit an orange, and then you're doing two. <laughs> yeah, I never like to think of that orange, but I know what you're saying. Yeah. Um. So he has eight attack in both modes. He only has fifteen health, but he is a Titan Master, so that's that's where the balance comes in. Mm. Now, um. The argument I've seen is that a wide aggro deck is just going to unleash on him and take him out right away. I don't think that's true because I think the way you need to build the deck is with as many double blues as you can, which means you can get nine of them very easily, just like Omega Supreme. How do you do that, Scott? <laughs> you play a one-star head with Cerebros because you don't care because once Fortune Maximus is down, the game's over. So Probably true. Um, and I mean, so... To one important caveat, or not caveat, but note for that is you have to play Cerebros. So you're mm -hmm. getting the tough one. like, And you can't play Cerebros in other decks either. Yes. So it, having nine double blues, like, you're going to be sturdier than it might appear. Now, that being said, like, if they're a four wide deck, yeah, they're, they're still going to get to tee off to some extent because you don't have the tap out like Metroplex does. But. I could see this guy tanking some hits reasonably. Well, the other thing to keep in mind is, like, we've seen the effects of what one tall decks do. And the big thing that does is, like, like let's... Screws the let's combo. Take the, let's, take the, hell, let's take the easy <laughs> example of what most people are saying is, like, oh, Airstrike Aggro is just going to demolish him. Well, let's think about this for a second. Airstrike Aggro is going to have a decision on their hand. Do they want... Let's assume they're the Optimus version. Mm -hmm. Do they want Optimus to help the rest of the team or get a decent sized attack on his own? Because let me tell you, the four the four attack truck mode isn't doing any damage. Yeah, that's not likely. <laughs> so, and if you take the bold away from the rest of the team, because they're not going they're only getting one card play. That's the other thing. Yeah, like because what happens is if if they're only getting one card play, if you don't take him out in the first turn, like the game could just be over for you as the as the wide deck because you're as you said, mm. attacking for like 11, doing two to all the other characters, and then you're doing that again. So it's extremely likely that you're basically doing like 
it's it's very easy to like get a hovercraft. Like I don't these are not like Christmas land scenarios. It's yeah. very easy to take a character to take minor characters with six or seven uh, hit points out of take them out out of combat. Like very or not out of combat, but like as a result of the combat ability and other cards out of combat to not allow them to attack twice. So as easily as it is for you to be to try to set up a scenario where you're taking him out in one giant combat round, mm-hmm. he's gonna take you out in two combat rounds as the as the wide aggro deck. So like it's 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 gonna be a very quick game regardless, in my opinion. But like um if he survives to mm-hmm. hit twice or like like in a, a control and control like multiple times, I just think the game is like heavily in his favor like i don't know how that's not possible it's so i agree with you just on one hand on the other hand i so if you're going first you're exposed Wait, you're real play, quick. yeah don't forget the base ability don't forget the base ability either also getting the ping there. yeah 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 um it, but this is now requiring and this was one of the points i was going to say is it's requiring a widespread of pips Sure. So it it could it's going to get complicated depending on what dual pips we see coming up. But excuse me, one of the the things I wanted to call attention to was say you're you're on the play into one of those airstrike decks <clears throat> or other arbitrary wide orange build. While you can potentially kill off the six health guy, whichever one that is, it's not night flight, it's Visper Stormcloud, one of them. Um, yeah, you could, but that's requiring you have to have, you have to trigger on the first attack with your attack. Mm -hmm. Then you have to have javelin or other, it has to be at least two damage. And then you have to trigger his ability again, which unless you trigger, unless you trigger defensively also, because when you, because when you trigger the bot mode, you go back to the base mode. So right. they're going to have to attack into you, so there's a chance that you're going to flip it there also. Right. But it's very much contingent on, for both of these things, hitting that first activation with his uh, first body attack. And yeah, yeah. with no card plays, this is where I was going to bring in the, I don't know what the the makeup pip-wise is going to look like. Obviously, you're probably reaching for everything that's blue X, every card that that's orange, blue, every mm-hmm. card that's blue, black. Well, we don't have any white other than white greens. Um, everything that you can get your hands on and hopefully we'll get some more assets. But I guess it, it, you might just lose if you don't trigger it. Or I think you do lose if you don't trigger the body mode. I mean, that means you could just lose if you don't win the die roll. Also, I mean, like, that's the situation, mm-hmm. like, because you should and, have a plethora of, of like, mm-hmm. uh, height advantage, supercharged type abilities, regardless, you know, backup beam type abilities, just like Metroplex. So exactly. If you go second, there's obviously a much higher chance of you procking this oh, regardless or playing something to stay alive and procking it later and then just hope you get lucky in general. And but additionally, like, you're already going to be in that alt mode to ping them. When you go second, yeah. So the, the Titan, the Titan theme seems to be you get a turn to basically go off on them, and if you don't severely KO them completely or or get them real close, then you probably just lose. Yeah, as an aggro deck, it's so I don't think it's that hard to set up personally. But I mean, I didn't play a lot of Metroplex, but well, I mean, Metro- you couldn't actually KO him. But 
Metroplex felt easier, uh, only because I don't, like, offhand, I can't even think of that many uh, orange and black pips that you're going to want. I mean, going with your plan of having the double blues, maybe you're running triple recon system instead to hit it, I mean, like, that's so you have more orange blues sort of thing. I, and then if there's you know, a, a blue black or, or orange black or, or whatever combo star card in this wave, then maybe that's part of the answer. Um, I mean, I'm just running rollouts, matrixes, steady shots, things like that. So, Oh yeah. I mean, you're going to be running those to begin with. Um, so let's, it, it, I'm sure we'll circle back to these modes as we're discussing the other ones, but let's talk a little bit about Cerebros, the head that you're required to play. So as mentioned, He's bold one, tough one. He's seven stars. Uh, he does the usual headmaster thing where he deploys once Fort Max is toast. Uh, he has to start on Fort Max. Like Scott said earlier, you can't be playing him in other stuff. Uh, he's range 681, bold one, tough one in body mode because he gets his own head. And then when this battles and you flip at least white, orange, black, blue, you may play an upgrade from your scrap pile onto this. Immediately, right? Yes, it just goes right on him. <clears throat> before combat is figured out or whatever. Uh, well, before it's resolved, yes, if that's what you so mean. So a weapon will count. A weapon will count, but like a javelin can't be thrown, obviously. Correct. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, not erratic lightning, but, you know, it was the first weapon that came to mind. Um, you would, you're presumably going to be running... Like Noble's Blasters or something like that, I guess. I was going to say because they're double pips, but none of these guys care about greens. Yeah. Yes. Okay, much better. Okay. So, uh, attempt number three. <laughs> Weapons for this guy. <laughs> Got any in mind? <laughs> On program. Yes, that's a good one. Um, uh, yeah. This ability seems really, really difficult to proc. <clears throat> Um, yes. That's why I think once Forge Max is gone, the deck is over, personally. I mean, he has decent attack to begin with. Like, six is not awful. Um, assuming it procs or you just play a weapon, because like you talked about earlier, maybe you're playing backup beams, that sort of thing. So you could backup beam to have bolt three. You hit a white pip. You dig a whole bunch of cards, go find a static weapon from your discard pile, from your uh, scrap pile, dump it on him. Maybe you get there. You hypothetically could survive an attack because you have tough one, but I feel like that's still asking a lot. <laughs> yeah, like I feel like the decks that Forge Management is hypothetically weak to, this does not help you at all. Mm. Um, because... Again, if you're in a situation where Fortress Master was proc twice, you're probably fine. Then he might be able to close a game out. But well, like, yeah, that I think you're going to have to do that more than like okay, you proc twice, you've killed two to three of their guys. Their healthiest one or largest one, or really probably their second largest. So in the airstrike scenario, we're talking uh, Tailwind. He's taking five. Yeah. Likely. So he finishes Fortress Maximus. So now it's Tailwind against Cerebros. 
Well, it's Tailwind and another guy. Well, I'm assuming like, that you've like because you've been punching their optimist the, uh, this the whole other time. Guy, right, right. Yeah. yeah so and right. then presumably you've killed the two little guys due to either the photon bomb effect or other cards. So I expect in those scenarios or those matchups that that's going to be the end game state. Uh, well, then you're then you're way ahead because you have two characters left and they only have one. Then 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 I'm not sure how you lose. To be honest with you. Right. I I expect that to be the case, but again, that assumes that you've procced multiple times and you can and you've killed their important guy. Because if you haven't at that stage or if they have two guys left, I don't know if Cerebros and your hypothetical one star head is going the distance. Right. So that's why I just think it's to me all <clears throat> it comes down that's all it comes down to. I, I don't know how the control matchups play out. Like hypothetically, like I think he's very powerful against them. I would think so, um, especially considering like you, can, like you can. The bigger they are into Optimus and Jetfire, right? Like he only cost fourteen. Oh no, he doesn't get. You know, he cost twenty five. Yeah, he cost. Yeah, my rock. Well, still, you can. You can. Well, yeah, but you ended. <laughs> no, I mean you. Can, like you can. You can still like play those cards, and you can obviously get mm. much bigger. Well, but um, it, the innate. Uh, the innate burn, plus you're going to be running black pips, any, I mean, I guess if you care about that part, but he starts at 8 attack, like, mm-hmm. that's a solid number, he starts with tough 1, so unless they're investing a bigger they are or something, the little guys are presumably doing nothing, so it's your big guy versus their big guy, essentially, but your big guy innately has burn effects, like, that seems to favor you overall, but, I mean... I guess we'll have to see. It's extremely similar to the thrust situation. Like all that matters is the big guy. Like you can mm. take out the little guys as game goes on. Like this guy literally can take out the little guys as you're working on the big guy. Absolutely. So, like, so I feel like in a control environment, he should be pretty powerful. So, like, I just think mm. he just might have a weakness to the to the aggro decks. But I think it's just basically going to come down to can you survive that first turn, and if you can. I think you should win. Well, he also has a weakness against control, kind of the opposite of the aggro scenario, where if he goes second, you're never getting at the important guy. You will on the wheel. You will on the wheel. Right. But it's... They get turns to tag you. It won't matter. Well, I mean, it it is from the perspective of big guy on big guy violence, I guess. I mean, even if they're swinging as an optimist, and it's like if they don't get anything, like, like let's just say they can swing for like thirteen with a bunch of cards, the other guys aren't doing anything mm. at all. Yeah, they have so, to have something else to eat them. So, like again, they're only like they're limited in the card plays they get. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. you can just save up for a turn where you're just going to go off and on their big guy on the wheel, and then like, like you know, you're. I think you're fine. Right. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm excited by him. I think he's interesting. Um, and we don't need to talk, like, I wanted to talk about Emissary, se- like, separately, because I don't think this is where you're, he's going to show up. Yeah, so he's so. focused two in head mode, four stars. He's a four four zero ranged, uh, and has focus two when he's in bot mode. Is there a, I mean, like you said, he, he doesn't seem to fit here, even though he's prepackaged with him in that he uh because you probably do want star cards of some kind or flavor for this potential build but 
Where did you have something in mind where he's showing up otherwise? Uh, anywhere. Focus two is insane. Even um, for four stars, like it, you don't think that that's going to impede, like Skull Smasher or whatever the the one that was eleven. Is him at fifteen good enough for you? No, I mean, like if you're if you're if your deck's mostly one color or the other, then Focus isn't good. Mm. But if you're a mixed pip deck, that's where Focus is very powerful. The thing to understand about Focus is, so if you like if you play sites with this and you somehow wind up with Focus four, I mean, so here's what you need to understand: defending with Focus three or more means you're literally setting up your next draw phase as I look at the top X cards in my deck and put one X spots down, which is usually like three spots down, assuming no whites. Mm -hmm. So I get to, I, I don't, I get to use a very famous magic card every single time. You gotta say it. <laughs> Just, it's brainstorm. <laughs> you Although, get to brainstorm every, if you, if you focus through, you brainstorm every <coughs> single defense phase. You set up your entire draw, draw for the rest of the game. Mm. with three cards like three like instead of drawing a random card off the top you get to basically look at the top three cards and choose which one you want for free so now you're talking about a situation where like you can get to focus four you can get to focus five like you get to scott has been like, waiting for this to happen since since <laughs> <Yes>. one <laughs> <laughs> yes so like so that's where it's really really powerful like if you can get those numbers and i don't mm. think it's very difficult to do you just need sites to like survive in the a utility mode mm. um or you just stick an arcane i mean uh acute reflexes on because you have focus two to start with other than no character well other than that flame war which you could have done it with before no other character has focus oh two yeah in. i was about to say what are you talking about and then i remember <laughs> that other random flame war yeah yeah um and it's specifically because of this reason because when you're doing it defensively you're setting up your deck um, so, like, I think you just need to keep that in mind, like, not only are you improving your combat stats on both sides, but you're also manipulating your draw phase, Yeah, and that's just, like, extremely powerful. Yeah, so it's definitely something to, to keep an eye out of where you could abuse that potentially. I do like the acute reflexes option, because it already lends itself to, well, you're going to be playing mixed pip, you clearly don't care about hitting multiple whites, unless you're doing something you weird. You do... You do because then you can't set up your deck. That's the problem. Well, I mean, you don't it, like you're not trying to hit multiple whites, is what I'm saying. Right, but you don't want to have a white be in the cards. Because oh, you because wanna, then you can't you wanna... brainstorm. Yeah, right. I see what you're saying. Um, but it it is something that I mean. Well, I guess you lose the the uh, conferred benefit of the acute because of the way it. I'm trying to remember the exact wording. Yeah, so, yeah, all you, you focus away. You focus. Yeah. Like at that point. Like it's this with sites that's insane. Well, yes, like, there's but, that. But even this to start with in a mixed pip deck is also insane. Yeah. So like this focus two is essentially equal to bold two, tough two in a mixed pip mm -hmm. deck. The funny thing is, is like in that scenario with sites, so if you were a mixed pip deck but lean blue. You could still run Peace Through Tyrannies to, to eat your sights to set this thing up. And then... To now, now manipulate all your draw, draw phases from now on. And, and have, to go find double oranges. Right. And like... Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it seems good. Seems okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, I've ran the, I've ran the math on this before, and once you hit focus three, assuming you survive, like you will definitely have better card quality than your opponent the rest of the game. It's obviously mm-hmm. so it's very powerful, and it was much harder to do because there was no there was only one character that had inward focus two. And so you had to have Sight Survive and put it on like a General Optimus or a Smoke Screen or right. a... There aren't many other characters with Focus. I don't know how many others are. Right. So, it's powerful. So, I didn't have a whole lot more to add other than I find it interesting that the uh, the head modes for these characters are actually the heads. Well, the uh, Cerebros one looks like it's landing on Fort Max, but the Emissary one is just the head on the body it's the only one we've seen so far that it's not like landing on the body (laughs) you got something else to say then what's that this is better than this is better than trypticon isn't it (laughs) i couldn't remember if i said that on one of the like whenever we first found out about fort max and i said said you'd be very well i said it in chat but i don't know if i said it on the show then when we we did it but yes i am not happy Uh, (laughs) that the autobots get two good titans or at least a seemingly good one in Metroplex. Like, okay, people could have issues with Metroplex competitively or whatever, but the fact of the matter is, like, you could play a Metroplex deck and it's decent enough. Like, yeah, you're taking. Yeah, it's good. It's fine. Like, sometimes you'll high roll, sometimes you'll low roll with it, but Metroplex is playable. This guy seems like it's fine. As of right now, I can't find a Trypticon build, maybe in our block format. I'm not going to lie. I had that on the list to, to try and figure something out. <laughs> it was on my list, too. I'm not going to yeah. lie. Um, yeah, I'm not not happy about that. But what are you going to do? <laughs> Team Red seems to always get it. <laughs> but anyway, uh, anything else for Fort Max? No, I, I, think it's, I think it's cool. I think it's, like, mm-hmm. well-designed. I think it's... Um, fun and i think it's playable yeah i think it's definitely going to introduce the the fun part especially is that because of the decisions you're going to have to carefully make to engineer these scenarios uh and it's also like i played a lot of metroplex it feels cool i mean i'm sure it felt awful for your opponent but like it's (laughs) like oh well i i tagged that guy for like 15 oh and your whole board takes a bunch of debt and they get like it's gonna feel good when you hit that but uh Mm -hmm. Yeah, anyway. <clears throat> so we'll move on to our last set of cards. Uh, and that is Sky Shadow, who up until the IDW comics, I'll be honest, I didn't even know existed. Um, and then I learned a lot more about him after that. But um, this guy, we can... Well, we'll start it out with the head, unless you want to start out with the body parts first. Oh... Uh... Is there do you... the body, but I I have a question. Is mm. is it like Overlord where like they're drones or something? Like is it two characters? In like, the, the in the IDW comics, and again, this is where I know the character from. Uh he was a phase sixer, him, Overlord, and Six Shot were like <laughs> at least at the time, were the most powerful Decepticons behind Megatron. Like they go in, they are the apocalypse scenario Decepticons, and they just mop mm-hmm. everything up. And then later on, aside from one scene where they introduce Sky Shadow, he shows up later just to be tortured to death by the DJD, which is like the Decepticon secret police. It's the Decepticon mm-hmm. Justice Division, which then obviously sets them up as, you know, the most powerful bad guys. So it's kind of one of those 
tropes. <laughs> uh, but to answer your question, he was all one bot. He was not a Titan Master or anything at the time. So but he, he but he split into two alt modes. Yeah, like he Overlord? didn't do it in the comics. Overlord did, <coughs> since they're they have the same sort of thing. He could split into the plane and the tank. And from what I could tell, it was like it was the same consciousness, but split. If that makes sense, it wasn't like it was him talking to himself. It was the same person at the at that time, anyway. Because I think with Overlord in the in the power of the primes, I think he was just the tank, and like the plane was like a drone that he just controlled. But like he wasn't yeah. in the plane, and I think in the comic he could be in both. I don't remember. So yeah, it's uh, it's kind of like all the other weird lore stuff where it's right. like you can. Wow, that's really cool. Wait, how does that work? Hey, look over there. <laughs> we don't have an answer because <laughs> it gets weird. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, so you said you wanted to start with one of the other modes instead, or do you care? Uh, whatever you want, it doesn't matter. Okay, well, I think I think because I think, I think I think the alt modes are somewhat playable without playing the whole thing. Well, then so. let's let's start there. Get them mm-hmm. out of the way. So it, the alt modes are, as the article you know succinctly p- points out, mirrors of each other. So we have the tank who's tank and range. He's a 4102 and he has tough two for seven stars. And then as I'm scrolling through to find the plane, the Sky Shadow plane is a plane ranged 4102, but with bold two for seven stars. I actually, I'll be honest, my first thought with this guy is I don't even care about the, um, well, not that I don't care about the combination part, but like they seem to be reasonable for, uh, for seven star characters. Yeah, I mean, four ten two bold two is almost barrage. Yeah, because um, you're just trading one hit point for one defense, so that can be better and one less attack, like without any well, one less. Yeah, one less. Yeah, because he's five five eleven one. But the bold isn't guaranteed, quote unquote. I've never not seen it. I've seen it not happen a couple times. It's yeah, it's asking a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's close um, enough that it, it's acceptable. Yeah, I mean, this is equal to like, like Sentinel Barrage. I mean, Sentinel um, Prowl, or like. It's I mean, it is Sentinel. Sentinel uh, well, it's above Sentinel Ironhide. Yeah, you're right. Right. So, I mean, the only and they don't flip either until they're in the till when they're in the KO pile. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, the only nat- downside to playing these characters outside of <coughs> this deck is that they have no flip, but they don't really have a flip in that deck. But that either, may be so an like, asset. Is the thing is yeah, if you're looking yeah. to fulfill that role. Maybe you don't want barrage simply because you'd have to flip to the other mode and you'd rather invest it in whatever. Yeah. The the primary character. And that's the exciting thing to me for each of these guys is that, I mean, even in the, we don't really have a reason to be a dedicated Decepticon tank deck, for example, but the fact that it's a Decepticon tank that seems playable and doesn't flip is relevant because mm-hmm. there are tanks that care about flipping so and he starts with a, a reinforced plating on him so mm-hmm. like they, they both seem very solid and i'm very happy with both of them even though they're they're relatively plain i mean they kind of have to be given all the other parts are they are they rare they are rare okay well the tank is let's verify 
the head is, and the plane is. <laughs> okay, cool. That's good. Um, What's interesting about this whole entire ability is like mm. it took not a lot of time to realize that Skytread wasn't as good as advertised. We had a lot of high hopes for him. Uh, like he, yeah. there was there was a brief window where Skytread looks like, oh, is it going to work? And yeah, well, we all know the rest of the story. The, the losing your hand is just too detrimental. Yeah. Um, even Shocker. <laughs> like, yeah. it, it's yeah. funny, like, in retrospect, it's like, well, obviously that's bad, but at the same time, it was, okay, can you mitigate it? Can you get around it? Is it, you know, if you're playing two cards a turn, does it matter? But yeah, it matters. Yeah, it matters. Yeah. Um, simply because of the, because it can, you could get KO'd before you even got a chance to attack with the second guy. Mm-hmm. Here, I think that's not going to be the case. Right. So I guess we should just move like right into the stratagem, I guess, aspect yeah. of it. So the, the stratagem is Sky Shadow Sync. Uh, when your Sky Shadow tank or Sky Shadow plane is KO'd and you have Ominous outside the game, combine them into Sky Shadow Elite Warrior with Ominous in head mode. So there is the other piece of what's going to constitute outside the game, sideboard versus literally outside the game. It's going to be like the Sentinel thing. It's going to be like the Sentinel. Yeah. I mean, I'm also confident that we will get a uh, a rules update or in the FAQ when we, we get there. Like, they didn't forget about this. <laughs> so we'll worry about that later. But anyway. Um, it's not your cyber character. It's already stated in the rules that only mm. battle cards like that reference outside the game have to be in your cyborg. Characters don't. Right. I mean, obviously. Otherwise, Volcanicus would not work. Yes. Literally would not it work. It would be impossible. I mean, to be <laughs> fair. Well, maybe with Jurassic Punt, no, we're not going there. We'll, we'll talk, that's for another, anyway. Um, so, that's how you actually combine. So, it's one star. So, this guy is actually a 15-star combiner. When one mm-hmm. of them croaks, you then turn into Sky Shadow, who I actually, when I first saw this, I was like, oh, I don't really like this guy. And the reason was is because I thought he was a six attack um, rather than no. eight. And it, yeah, just because I was looking at it on my phone, and I was like, oh, he's only six attack? That that kind of sucks. Oh, he's eight attack. All right, I feel much better now. Huh. Um, but he's an 820, 20 health, two defense, range character with bold two, tough two, and when he's combined, you bolt of lightning and autobot. <clears throat> so you deal three damage to an enemy autobot. Uh, oh, and the head confers pierce four. So this guy has a lot going on and is worth combining for i mean this is what superior does a lot of times right and there's yeah. a lot more effort um so it just comes down to can you get both attacks off with the pieces before you are forced to combine it was just like the sky trade thing except for now mm-hmm. like this tank is more durable than the sky trade tank was so I think you can put that out there, and then the plane hits harder than the Sky Dread plane hit for. So, um, of course, it costs three more stars, but like I don't even think that matters. But do you um, want to... I mean, obviously, you don't want to lose the attacks. There, there, there's value there. But the obvious question is, now they are... Your opponent is hypothetically putting more damage on this guy. So with one of them dead, he's an 8-10-2 with all this stuff. That's going to happen regardless. Right, but now instead of being an 8-10-2, he's an 8-6-2 or something. You know, whatever the 
additional damage that's on there. Does that if phase you, you get, at if all? If you don't get the second attack, it's not worth it, in my opinion. The second getting, part attack. You're not getting the free attack out of the deal. Mm -hmm. It's just like Dreadwing. Like, you could have, like, you want to combine, right? Like, I mean, mm. um, you want both attacks, and then you want to get a third attack at some point during the game. Right. That's gigantic, because it's like eight, bold two, pierce four. Um, right. And then the head pops off eventually and has Pierce 4 also. Yeah. So real quick, Ominous himself, let me find him real quick. He's Pierce 4 for 3 stars, 2-3-0 melee, uh, and like Scott said, Pierce 4. Um, <coughs> I guess we can talk about where he might show up elsewhere, but as far as this guy goes, do you feel yourself leaning one way or the other? Is this that hypothetical mixed pip deck since you're going to have both bold and tough available to him? Um, potentially, I, I just worry that like, if you, if you lean too heavy away from blue, then you won't get your two attacks efficiently. Mm -hmm. So I think it just depends on how, like what you're facing off against. If you feel like the tank or plane can survive without having a heavy blue focus, but I don't know if that's the case or not. So, mm -hmm. But the main thing to keep in mind is, like, you're getting, for the cost of one stratagem, for, so for the cost of one star, mm -hmm. you wind up essentially getting 17 stars. Because you, cause each one of the, like, we agree that the, the, the parts are worth it at seven stars. Yeah. And we, I mean, I clearly feel like the head getting Pierce 4 is worth the three stars. Mm -hmm. So... The head gets you get the head quote for free, so you get the head for basically a discount of one star because to play the strategy because of the stratagem, you, yeah. And then it pops off later anyway, and guarantees like do, doing at least two damage, let alone anything else you put on it. Right. So I don't know. This seems insane to me. Maybe it's just me, but like, I mean, and you get to bolt of lightning and autobot, which right they're pretty popular in the meta so i mean i've heard good things <laughs> yeah. so, um so at minimum you're talking about when you combine i mean i i don't know that this is gonna matter but like you're gonna be an eight attack character so um uh you have any character with bold two that's pierce four so like if you need to it's you're definitely doing seven in damage just the way superior was also Sometimes the defensive deck just blocked everything, but at least you got in there for six. Like, yeah. this is going to get in there for seven against the against another Autobot. So, like, you know, this is guaranteed damage that is going to end the game. It's very, again, it's extremely similar to Superion, where, like, hmm. yes, you're going to only have, like, a lot less life when you combine, but, like, you also you have Tough 2 built in, just like he does. You have mm -hmm. um, much more attack much more bold and more pierce. So like, yeah. I mean, and 10 stars left to build your deck. Exactly. So I'm of two minds because I could certainly see the hypothetical pierce thing because of all those spare stars that you mentioned that you have the option to, you're already a Decepticon. If there's something that cares about being a Decepticon team, you got sites, you know, natively, you could just fit him in anyway. You'd be forced into with the stratagem to run like a random four star guy 
or you could do airstrike members. You could do a variety of different things, like flame war in this guy. Now he's tough three when he combines. You know, it and tough one the whole time anyway. Exactly. So you can definitely control the flow of things. That being said, I can also see him just being the finisher for a control deck because <clears throat> you have the innate Pierce four. This is one of those scenarios where, oh, well, if I get a mercenary and some double black pips, or there are more double black pips because, I mean, I guess you wouldn't really be headbutting with this guy, but, you know, you get the point is that you could squeeze mm -hmm. in black pips that will then be relevant. So in the blue versus blue matchups, now you're potentially pure six just on its own before you add Scoundrel's Blaster, bigger they are's, whatever because the bold is digging for black pips sort of thing. Uh, obviously, because you're getting free attacks, you could make the argument, oh, you go orange, you can PTT away the part that they were beating up, and then you really just get to go nuts. Um, I like this guy a lot, and it, the the evolution of how they, they being wizards, have been modifying the non-Enigma combiners has been very interesting to watch from the player perspective like this this guy you can definitely see the evolution of thought of how it ended up here from dreadwing to skytread to this guy and they said something in the article about like almost like essentially like not being fans of the enigmas right like that they like these alternate combination parts right i saw people saying that um I, I have to reread it because I, it, again, I was looking at it on my phone real quick. I couldn't even see the numbers on this guy properly. <laughs> um, I I couldn't see the fact that he said body ability combiner until somebody pointed it out. So. Well, to be fair, like it's on screen now and it's super tiny. <laughs> it's <laughs> right. teeny, teeny, right. teeny, tiny. Um, right. But I don't, <clears throat> um, I mean, I guess it matters for Windblade. Ha! Uh, but I don't recall getting that impression initially that they were down on the Enigma sort of combiners. I would be very curious, though, now that we have had all of these iterations, if we get Devastator again sometime down the line, is he going to have an Enigma, or is he, you know, Scrapper's going to have something like this text on him somehow? Yeah, that's fair. Because they have, they did say they, they're, they, one of the advantages of stratagem is they can shift all of the the boring, I guess, rules text onto this other card that's just almost a player aid as opposed to, oh, well, my character now has a blank text box just because it explains how I combine. Um, I'm, I'm very curious to see where that shapes up in the future. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but as far, as far as this guy goes, like, I remember not being very excited about Skytread, and I think you were selling me on him initially when we, we did the review then. Uh, I had dabbled in playing Dreadwing for a while, trying to make him work. It This guy, I'm actually excited to try him out. I see no downside at all. Like, there, other than... Well, what happens when you play Decepticon, Scott? Checkmate. You just don't get... <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you just don't get the bolt of light. Yet, yeah, I know. I mean, I mean that may matter because again, if you're a you're a large sturdy beat stick, 
but maybe not as large or as sturdy as their large beat stick that they started the game with. Maybe that matters. I don't know. It just has such an air of inevitability because mm-hmm. you will combine, you will, you will attack with a giant number that has a giant pierce number, and you will eventually have a head that pops off, and you will get ten other stars. I mean, like, yep. I just feel like there's just too much going on for this to to not be playable. Like, and yeah, you can easily play a, a, a you know a four wide team. To start with, it becomes like a five-wide team eventually that like is really like a six-wide team because you get, <laughs> like it's it's yeah it it seems very very powerful to me like the the amount of combat manipulation and <clears throat> target selection that you're gonna get because of having ten stars left over um like this is a lot of like I said this is a lot of star economy that you're getting by playing the stratagem and like I, and the characters are fine on their own. Like, Tank is sturdy and and the the plane hits hard. Like that's something a Sky Tread certainly could not say. And I mean the Dreadwing parts didn't hit very hard either, right? Like on their own. So yeah, uh, they survived okay on their own with a three defense one or Pierce two. But like mm-hmm. giving up three cards, like you always had to give up something. Like you're not giving up anything in this situation, right? At all. Yeah, there's no penalty for it. And those guys were often. Well, maybe not often, but they were certainly in some cases on the fence of, oh, well, if I just had, you know, if I got one more attack to get a car- another card back with Skytread or, you know, it was only two cards for Dreadwing or, you know, something like that where you'd have those scenarios here. It's just I'm playing slightly underpowered parts and only just barely as respectable characters. I'm investing one star for the stratagem. Okay. I, I think I'm, I'm okay with paying those costs to get to this end state. Yeah. Agreed. So, uh, any thought, other thoughts for the head, other homes for him? Like do you, is Pierce four good enough that you're, you're considering him with the other bodies? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Pierce four is pretty good. Like on, uh, the guy who has innately Pierce three. <laughs> I guess auto. Yeah. But Pierce 7 against Autobots right off the bat seems like it might be funny. <laughs> um, yeah, this is this is very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, Pierce, when, you know, you're obviously a blue deck. Um, <coughs> because it just doesn't make any sense to do it in an orange deck. Um, so, like, Perceptor likes his head, uh, the crocodile likes his head. Uh, Cup likes his head. Um, Twin Twist has Pierce, I think, natively, but I don't remember what the rest. Oh, is. he does. He has like he has Pierce three, so he goes to Pierce seven. He, yeah, so he does the uh, indirect damage sort of, and then when you flip to this mode, you get Pierce three. That's what it was. So he will have Pierce seven. <laughs> so he likes his head, um, and, tw- and he becomes twelve. Yeah. So any of the control, any of the characters I've marked as control Titan Masters love this head. It just depends on whether or not they need the survivability from, like, the tough three or the extra hit points comparatively. Right. Um, this is insane with swap heads, because you're just basically getting bigger they are, like, like, from one guy to another. Seems okay. Um... <laughs> 
you know, obviously I wish he had four attack in the bot mode. I can see why um, he's Alpha Bravo instead. <laughs> yeah, that's just annoying to me. Um, because, like, the problem is is that, like, you're like, oh, we just put a Scoundrel Blaster over. Like, yeah, now I'm at four or six. This is the trigger happy. Yeah. Um, like, you could, it's really hard to get to the numbers you want to get to. Um, <laughs> like, bigger they are doesn't help this guy, for example. Like, I, I don't think you can get your attack up to eight. Like, four Pierce eight doesn't do much. Um, yeah. But obviously, leaving a battle helps him, and like other combat pumps, if they exist, will help him. Like the the you know he won't have an axe on him, but like the the mace helps, and all that other stuff helps. Yeah. So, um, I think notably, since he has three health, it's also important that he survives a javelin in that scenario where you want to hold the head back because he does have Pierce four against a more important target. Um, yeah, that's fair. Because. Sometimes it'll matter uh, as compared to other heads where you have to run them out because you run the risk of them just dying to something indirectly. I mean, Javelin, not necessarily, but a marksmanship, you know, something like that. Yeah, it's really interesting to me that the way I see this shaping up is when you cost two stars or less, you're just a Titan Master. But when you when you add three stars or more, you're getting abilities that put you over the like that are not printed on characters like you're getting mm. like an an addition to yourself other than arcana i guess you could argue but you know if there's like a two or three if there's a three base uh, you know defense then you're talking about a different story like mm. you know <laughs> again tough three pierce three five health uh I think that's it. We've seen so far. Well, Bolt Two isn't. Bolt Two is right now, like since Wave One, turned on the character is, is above the curve mm. um, as a base uh, ability. So, like, it's interesting to me that all the three and four star heads are adding these abilities to characters, put them over the top. Like, right? How many characters have Pierce Four? Just Trigger Happy? Does anyone else have that much like built in? Like, it's hard to get yeah. that much Pierce built in, like universally. So, as long as you're on. You know, a head that has four attack, which I, I mean, a body that has four attack, which I believe they all do. Like, mm. You're definitely getting in there for that amount of damage. So it just depends on whether or not you you want to put this um, defensively. Right. You know, focus two. No one has that. Like you know, like so all these abilities are just insane for the higher powered heads, and I'm, I'm really impressed that they went that route because I thought they were just gonna, I thought they were gonna be more conservative, but well, I, I think they realized it... right away that tough body isn't on a character, so. It, it plays into their idea that they want the mix and match ability between the heads because then they can depower the bodies to some extent. And it, it, like something's going to have to take the hit to allow for the flexibility because it's, it's just like when we were talking about, you know, the power versus consistency for greens, it, it, you have to have a trade off for this flexibility. So I think that it does kind of make sense, but I do agree with you that, some of these, like just from a sheer stats standpoint, yeah, Pierce Four is rare. Plus five health. I mean, that's we have four in energy pack, um, and the other abilities. It's just difficult to get to those numbers, to get to those keywords in that quantity. So it's something to keep an eye out on. So yeah, uh, I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of these abilities that I've seen mm -hmm. so far. So it, it was definitely an exciting day with these new reveals. Um, we're very much in the throes of 
spoiler season, and I think they're only going to get more complex from here because now every time we talk about bodies or the the heads, the combos are definitely going to just grow, and uh, it makes it a little more complicated. <laughs> well, I think they said in the article there's two hundred different co- over two hundred different combinations, which doesn't surprise me at all. No, that was pretty much. But like we said, you know, hmm. it's whatever X factorial to the number of bodies and heads. So yep, it's uh, not surprised. It's gonna get weird. So, <laughs> but I think that'll do it for this show. I'm gonna have some editing to do to uh, to get these two together. So, uh, for everybody out there that stuck with us through the live cast, definitely appreciate it. For everybody out there watching or listening to this afterwards, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching, and please tune in next time for more Tech Talk.